everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Today is episode number 894. This is Friday, March 6th. This is Off the Bench Friday, Meet My Friend Friday. And today I've got my brand new friend, Carla Dadesi, on the show with me today. And she's probably going to correct how I said her name, but she is off the bench and onto the battlefield. Today we're going to talk about what it means to advance a culture of life. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So everybody, thanks for tuning in today. I want to say thank you to everybody who came out last weekend to hear me speak in Nashville, Tennessee. Tomorrow, you can hear me speak. And actually this evening as well, I will be in Peoria, Illinois with my friend, Dr. Kathy Cook at the Hearts to Home Conference. We are going to just encourage you guys are going to come and leave inspired and encouraged. So if you're anywhere near Peoria, come on out. I will link back to that in the show notes today. also want to let you guys know that we have a fantastic new sponsor here at the podcast, and they're coming alongside us to help us get Faith That Speaks conferences all around the United States. Bob Jones University Press and Homeworks by Precept are joining us as sponsors here. And you guys are going to hear me refer to them as Homeworks or BJU Homeworks. But anyway, BJU Homeworks is hosting a huge national online party April 20th through the 24th, and I am honored to be a part of this event. They're going to have prizes, great teaching sessions, and discounts on their courses. And I'll be talking more about this in the coming weeks. So if you're interested, and I hope you are, you can learn more and register for the event at homeschoolhelp.com forward slash Heidi. All right, I want to introduce you guys to a wonderful woman. You are going to love her as much as I do. Uh, This young mother, I'm going to call her young mother because she's only been married for 24 years. You guys know how I feel about that. She's been married for 24 years. She's got three beautiful daughters uh, ranging age from 15 to 19. She is what I call a lifer in the pro-life movement, and she has founded the world's first pro-life fashion line, and I cannot wait to talk to her all about it. Carla Dadassi, welcome to the podcast. Congratulations, Heidi, for two things. Number one, 894th podcast. And secondly, for saying my name correctly, it is Carla Dadesi. Now, are you doing your hand motion like a good Italian? You know, you get the hand motion going with the Carla Dadesi. That's how you say it in Italian. But yes, I am so excited to be here with you this morning and get your listeners off of the bench and engage because Christianity is not passivity. It is being active. You know, we can pray, but it's not just about praying. It's also about getting active as Christians we need to get involved with the culture. And so something that our family does, and I shared a little bit that this is a legacy, my grandparents, my parents always had me as a child praying outside of Planned Parenthood right here in Philadelphia on Locust Street. It's still there actually. Wow. Uh, they had me going to uh, board meetings with them. So Really, I want to encourage your listeners that their children, grandchildren are watching everything that they do. And I was never frightened. I was never intimidated to go and speak out for life because I had watched all of my family members live a life where they were actively off of the bench. So we have been very involved with the pro-life movement. I started with writing pro-life books for kids. You know that I have four kids books and coloring books as well. And then we just felt like 
this is our time to win, Heidi. I am a huge Trump supporter. I was in 2015. Our family was very instrumental in getting the most pro-life president ever into our White House. And that is number 45. Praise God, right? We fasted. We prayed to get President Trump into the White House. We are univoters. We are very proud of that. We vote for life first. That's how I'm teaching my children. We vote for life first because you know what? When we vote life first, everything else aligns for us. Um, You will never meet a candidate who is pro-life, who is going to be anti-marriage or anti-family or anti-religious liberties or anti-Israel or anti-gun, okay? Normally, when you vote for someone who is pro-life, all of those other issues are going to line up. So we have been thrilled with how our President Trump is standing up for life. You know that he has gotten us our conservative Supreme Court judges who are pro-life in nature. You know that he has canceled the Mexican policy. We are not sending funding abroad anymore to pay Hallelujah. for I know. When did we ever get in the business of funding abortion in other nations? It's so crazy. In the 80s, in the 80s, we got into that. It snuck right in there. And so this is, again, why we as Christians need to be engaged. We left politics and then suddenly we woke up in 2015 and said, why is it so dark in politics? I'll tell you why it is, because we've been sitting on the bench. So get off of the bench and go and run for office, whether it's something like um, school board or whether it's something as big as the president of the United States of America. But how our family felt the need to get more off of the bench is I was very involved with policy. I'm on the executive board for an organization called Susan B. Anthony List. They are the largest uh, activist group. You know exactly who they are. Okay. Making policy for our life tribe in DC. And we've been very involved, but as a mom of three daughters, I would, I would frequent stores like The Gap, Banana mm-hmm. Republic, Old Navy, Patagonia, North Face, Converse, okay? These are all brands that we spent our money and our time in these stores and we advertised and we loved. Then we discovered that they give back to Planned Parenthood. Hello. Our- Hello, wake up. Did you hear what I said? I will tell. Yeah, I'll tell you that list again. But actually, we identified that there's over 64 brands, Kate Spade, Tory Burch, that give back proudly to Planned Parenthood, to a culture of death. And so our family is very serious about using our purchasing power for life, for our family values, for Christ. We believe that this is actually one of the easiest ways that you can support your Christian values is to make sure that when you identify a company that is giving back to life or giving back to your family values, like a company like Hobby Lobby, let's say, right? that you should be going there as much as you're able to and supporting them. So we felt very led, um, understanding that this is our window of opportunity. We have a pro-life president's office. We have a whole entire administration in the White House with Kellyanne Conway and VP Pence, and the list goes on, Dr. Carson, et cetera, mm. um, that this is our time to move into pop culture. So you know that in pop culture with fashion, it's extremely dark, dark world. In 2017, they actually had at Fashion Week in New York City, these purple buttons that they handed out to everyone that attended Fashion Week in New York that said fashion stands with Planned Parenthood. So this is yep, no secret. I remember. 
This is no secret, mm-hmm. you guys. They're not trying. This isn't a secret. This is under the radar. Mm-hmm. This year, one of our models for COL 1972, that is our first and only pro-life fashion line that is countering the culture of death in the fashion world. COL 1972 has a model that was asked to be a part of Fashion Week. And so we said to her, go in, take pictures of everything for us. So she was kind of like our fashion spy, shall I call us? It's so exciting to be a Christian these days. So (laughs) she went in (laughs) and um, she was sending us pictures daily from exactly on the ground what was happening at Fashion Week in New York City 2020. And I'll tell you what, she sent us pictures of Gucci that had very bold on the back of all of their products. Um, Mm. Pro-choice is pro-women. Other times Mm. they would say, my body, my choice. Let me tell you also some of the fashions that they were showing. They were showing women. You know, we have these crop tops that are very in style right now to show our our young girls navel. Now they are showing women walking down the runway with a crop top that comes up to our women's nipples. So their Mm. chests are bare and hanging out. So CL 1972 is countering the culture of death by giving back 100% of our profits to culture of life organizations. So we give back to Abby Johnson. She happens to be a global ambassador. We give back to, and then there were none. We give back to March for Life, Students for Life, and a lot of CPCs. So we are so proud to do that. You're going to feel healthier when you wear our product. It is guilt-free shopping and you're mm. going to look more beautiful because our mantra is, is that life is always in style. Death is never in style. Life is always in style. But the other thing that you're going to see when you go to col1972.com, our website, you're going to notice that there is no promiscuity. We believe that modesty is the new pretty. You're going to see no gender confusion. We celebrate our little girls being little girls and our boys being boys. We do have a men's collection. You guys are asking for it every single solitary day. We actually just partnered with Under Armour to bring you guys an amazing collection. Yeah, they're really great company. So anyway, the way that our family is getting off the bench is that we are pioneering into the world of fashion and into pop culture. And I'll tell you, it's been ridiculously well received because there are 18 million Gen Z and millennials who do identify as being pro-life. But where in the world are we? Why have we not united together? We are stronger together than being divided. I mean, the other side knows this, right? They unify so well together to go up against us. We need to get organized better, you guys, so that we are just doing everything that we can to go up against our common enemy, which is the culture of death, um, and just promote a culture of life. My kids deserve to grow up in a culture of life. My grandkids deserve to grow up in a culture of life. And so we are ridiculously passionate about that. This last week, and exactly one week ago, actually on Friday, I was asked to speak at Liberty University's convocation. They are the largest Christian university in the world. And um, I spoke to 12,000 students about why we should be using all of our businesses to go into the world and be a light for Jesus Christ. And specifically, Mm. we're using COL, Culture of Life, to be a light um, in the fashion industry and in pop culture. So I just want to encourage you all to just 
sincerely think about where you are putting your purchasing power. You know, the other side will not support with their money or with their time organizations that they know are outspokenly for Jesus Christ or for religious liberties or for marriage between a man and a woman or for all life from the moment of conception until life's final breath. So again, I just, people are reaching out to us every day and just sharing, you know, we started COL 1972 for a few reasons. One, to grow the existing life tribe. Two, to bring people that really thought that pro-lifers were hateful and angry and mean and nasty, which is a lie from the pro-aborts, right? They vilify us. But in reality, if you know any of us, we just, you know, we love on these women who have suffered with abortions. We love on these women that are walking up into the Planned Parenthoods. We are just trying to express to them how amazing and miraculous this life is and that we're there to come alongside them. There's 3 million people waiting today to adopt children. So there is a viable option um, for abortion, and that is adoption. So we love yeah, and, these and really the church needs to be talking more about it because Absolutely. we know we hear, you know, people, the, one of my worst, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. One of my biggest pet peeves are listening to people say, well, you're only pro-life while they're in the womb. As soon as they're, they're born, you don't care about them anymore. Uh, can you address that straw man argument? Cause I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Absolutely. So firstly, the pro-aborts have stolen our narrative for so long, and this is one of their false arguments. So we absolutely care for these mothers after they have their children. There are more crisis pregnancy centers than Planned Parenthoods, and at a crisis pregnancy center or at a woman's center that does not do abortions, you are able to get formula, you are able to get counseling, you are able to get diapers. Um, We have at many of our churches, uh, organizations that are coming in at like Bethany Christian Services and others that, and, and Little Sisters, which is the Catholic organizations that are encouraging adoption and foster care. Uh, I personally know a family that has adopted eight uh, Down syndrome children and they are adopting their 10th. So that is a false argument that just because a child is going to be born into poverty or just because a child is going to be born to into a, a family that has a mom. Or even that- into abuse. I mean, even yes. into abuse, what, what the argument they're saying is uh, they're better off dead. So let's kill no, them. No, they're not. So, instead, yeah, of, so not. instead of saying that they that they might be born into poverty or they might be born into a life of abuse or they might be in and out of the foster system, a better alternative, and this is what the abortion industry is saying, the better alternative, let's just kill them. And I, well, I, I, I shake my head and go, can you hear yourself? So what do you say to the child who grew up in poverty or like me, a child who grew up uh, in an abusive home? Are you telling me I was, I'd be better off dead? Well, yes, that's, that's what, what they saying. Yes, that is what the pro-aborts yeah. are saying to you. They are saying, if you would really follow their argument, Heidi, they are saying, let's go into the foster care system right now and say, kill all the kids regardless of their age. Let's go into the poverty areas of Portland, Oregon and Philadelphia and Pittsburgh and Reading and Los Angeles and kill all of our areas where there is poverty. This is absurdity. This is actually, um, 
eugenicism and Nazism to the worst degree to say that if you're born into poverty, you do not deserve life. If you are born into an abusive situation, you do not deserve life. If you are born into what they consider to be a less than ideal situation, you do not deserve life. Um, and yeah. certainly as Christians, and I, I want you to hear me say this because there are far too many Christians and you can't see me, but I'm putting this with air quotes here. There are far too many Christians who are saying that they believe in abortion because they think that that is loving. And then they claim to put Christ and identify with him. This is wrong thinking. Our yeah. heavenly father, our God is a God of life, we are not to take life and we are support to support all life. And so you and I all know people. You just said that you were born into a situation that was less than ideal, Heidi. Yep, we know Kathy yep. Barnett, who was conceived in rape. Ryan Bomberger was conceived in rape. There are so yep. many people that we can um, share their testimony with you that they are so grateful and thankful that their mother chose life. And we have to talk about this too, Heidi. The pro-aborts and the feminists on the left absolutely claim that women, you and I, are not strong enough to give life to our children. I reject that. I reject I that also. That's right. I believe that every woman has the ability inside of her that when she is pregnant with a child, she has the strength and the moral capability to say, the next nine months may be difficult, but I can do this because I yes. may live for 80 years. Nine months is not even 1% of your life. And I am going to be selfless and I am going to give life to this child. And let's talk about, again, the false narrative, right? The pro-aborts say that they are pro-choice. That's a false narrative. I hate calling them pro-choice. I do they too. They are pro-abortion. Where's the choice in it, Heidi? They're not choosing adoption. They're not choosing open-ended adoption. They're not choosing foster care. Heck, they're not choosing abstinence. They hate abstinence. That's right. Um, so there is no choice at all. Just take ownership of it, you guys. If there's any pro-aborts that are listening to me today, take ownership. You are pro-abortion. You are not pro-choice. I hate using that term. You are pro-aborts. You're pro-death. You know, I'm pro-life. You're pro-death. Um, so I want to hear you. I I'd like for you all to hear me say that we have to reclaim the narrative. We've allowed them to hijack and rape the narrative since 1973 when Roe v. Wade came in, which by the way, everybody asks us why 1972? So COL 1972, the messaging is that 1972 is the last year that we enjoyed a culture of life in the United States of America. 1973, Supreme Court ruled our tiniest Americans could be denied the right to life. And since that time, 60 million of our children have yeah. been denied the right to life. So do you see what I'm doing in that, you guys? I'm pointing you all to what we stand for. I am sick and tired of pointing to what we stand against. I want people to come and ask what 1972 stands for so that we can share with these people and educate them on why we would like to get back to a culture to life. And I'll tell you, God has used the messaging powerfully, amazingly. It's exceeded any of our expectations. And if there's anything that God is laying on your heart today, I encourage you to get off of the bench with prayer and wisdom and discernment, seek counsel and get involved in the game.
Well, and something that you and I were talking about before we got on the before we got on the air was this idea that Christians and I I talk about this all the time. Bethany Bomberger was just on the show with me. We were talking about uh, the genocide, really, that abortion has been in the black community in particular have literally been targeted by Margaret Sanger since the beginning of the inception of uh, of Planned Parenthood. But even more insidious than that was that in the seventies, you know, I grew up in the seventies, and what we heard from the church from the time we were young children was that there were two things that Christians didn't do at Christmas time and Thanksgiving when we got together. We didn't talk about religion and we didn't talk about politics. And what they were telling us was that we needed to step out of the political square because that was just so dirty and Christians don't talk about politics because after all, Jesus wasn't a politician, you know, and basically twisting the message of the gospel to a silence generations really of believers and now we're trying to get back into the public square and shoot fire if it's not difficult because we removed ourselves but christians belong in every sphere of influence we belong in education we belong in in uh, fashion we belong in medicine we belong in journalism and we need to be because uh the, the bible teaches us that we are the salt and light of the world and so i love what you're doing because you're saying this is another area of culture where Christians belong. Why aren't Christians in fashion? We should be in fashion because with fashion, we can make a statement, a bold statement, and it gives people the opportunity to come alongside and say, I might not have that kind of courage, but I can sure begin to find that courage by wearing a shirt that says, I'm part of a culture of life. And so what you're doing in many ways is you're emboldening people to step out where they might be afraid and say, you know what, we are going to get back uh, into the culture. We are going to take back the narrative. Christians should take back the narrative of life. We should take back the narrative of marriage uh, between a man and a woman as God intended it. Because guess what? When God said something, uh, he meant it and he meant it for our good. And we can see all over the culture when we step back out or we take God out of the equation, evil fills the vacuum. Absolutely. And I guess I was very, very blessed growing up because we talked about religion and politics 365 days out of the year. And I think that's why I'm very bold about speaking about all of this. It's just very natural for me to talk about this. And I often say yep. to people, when you can find a verse in the Bible that says that Christians are not supposed to be the salt and the light in fashion or salt and light in politics, then maybe I'll step away. But I personally believe that Jesus Christ um, was the first rock star, the first celebrity, the first reality star, the first activist. I mean, if you look at what he did, he just turned the world upside down for women, for men, for families, for those who were impoverished, um, for those people that were marginalized. And so, yes, um, I would love to see many more uh, Christian organizations and, and brands moving into the fashion industry. And I think that We've only been up and running for 19 months now, but we have been very well received. And I believe it's because when you go to our Instagram page and Facebook and you see our social media, it is so winsome. It is so flavorful. It is so happy. And I believe that pop culture is crying out for that. I mean, our kids today are dying spiritually, but physically as well. They are cutting themselves. They are addicted yeah. to heroin. They are have STDs. They need our help emergently, 
urgently, immediately. I mean, there are, you know, there is no time to wait. Hear me say that whatever God is telling you to do, you need to get involved. I mean, today there will be 4,000 babies that are killed inside of their mother's wombs. This is an emergency. And I don't think that Christians understand the emergency. And you know why they don't? Because we're too wealthy in this country. There's too many distractions in this country. People get it in China. People get it in Haiti. My husband's a surgeon. He goes over to Haiti once a year. They get it over there that they're, that they are living in a dying culture. They're persecuted all the time. They get it here in this country. We think that if somebody calls us, you know, a bigot or a racist, Oh, I'm so scared. Oh, what's going to happen to me? Get off the bench. We serve a risen savior that was crucified. He is alive and well. And by the way, every battle that Heidi walks into, that I walk into, that you walk into, we are walking into with legions of angels and one with God is a majority. Think about that Mm. every time. And, And so again, our fashion brand is an easy way for you to get off of the bench. Go and buy a cheetah dress, a red dress, go and pick up one of our bright green dresses. We are not a t-shirt company. Okay, you guys, we are not a t-shirt company. I actually just, I'm sitting here looking at your bright green dress. I think I need that. It's the cutest. You better hurry up and get it. I need that in my life. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're going to need a lot of stuff in your life, but this is, this is how the messaging is going. We are having people text us every day. We love hearing from you all. Please reach out to us because we use your testimony every time I have an interview or every time I'm speaking. You are reaching out to us and saying, you know, I wore the green dress and someone came up to me and asked me, where'd you get that? And I had opportunity to say COL 1972. It's a new fashion brand that loves life, celebrates all life, gives back to life. And that opens up conversation because everybody's happy talking over a cheetah print dress or over a bright green dress. We used to wear, my family all used to wear the adorable shirts that said, we're the pro-life generation. But ask me how many people came up to me and asked me about that t-shirt. Zero. (laughs) And I I still want y'all to wear those t-shirts. They're very important. But God is using our fashion brand to create civil, happy conversation about a topic that is very, very sticky and confrontational. So let's talk about this for just a second, because I know that there are people who are listening going, I don't understand of a fashion line. I don't get it. But so when you talk about collections and I'm on your website, you guys have some really fun stuff, really, really cute stuff. I am very well known in uh, the circles that I run in for wearing a shirt that says women's rights begin in the womb. I particularly like to to wear it in the Portland airport. (laughs) Uh, And I think uh, we can make a statement, certainly these, these shirts, and you've got quite a few of them on here. I can see your culture of life shirts, tons of them, but you've also got like a gingham shirt that's ridiculously cute. I'm like, oh my goodness, I need that one. I love the shirt that says, love your mama. <laughs> Isn't that cute? Have, but, so cute. But you've got, you've got, you know, um, you've got some A-line skirts that I'm looking at, a button down shirt, really, really cool stuff. And I think it's important for people to kind of hear what it is you say. When you say you've got a fashion line, you're not kidding. You've got, I mean, tell them what you're carrying. 
Absolutely. So, you know, one of the things that I really want to share with you that is extremely hot, and I'm so grateful for it, is our 1972 necklace. I'm sure you know this, Heidi, but um, in Hollywood, it's very hot right now to wear a 1973 necklace. So Selena Gomez is seen wearing 1973 necklace, as are many others, and they are basically celebrating Roe v. Wade. And it's so sad to me because she clearly does not understand that it's almost like a very heavy tombstone that she's wearing around her neck, 60 million dead babies. We countered that because we had hundreds of women reaching out to us and say, please make a 1972 necklace. So we did. We found a pro-life artisan in Philadelphia here that is making the 1972 necklaces for us. Um, By the way, all of our manufacturers are pro-life. You need to hear me say that because I cannot support somebody who is pro-death, even in my manufacturing or no, in my artisan right. line. That's right. So um, you can feel healthy with everything. But our 1972 necklaces are so hot. And we, with all of our items, you will get a card that shares our messaging with you. Again, remember, you guys, if there's anything that you can take home today for me, it is point to what we stand Four. And so mm. when you see that 1972 necklace around someone's neck, we're saying we are celebrating the last year that we enjoyed a culture of life. We are remembering and honoring the 60 million babies that will never have a birthday. See how we spin it? See how we change the narrative? We yeah. have to learn how to discuss this topic in a very productive way. And so, yes, we have jewelry with very positive messaging. Our Life is Amazing line is doing really well. That's been on tank tops, T-shirts. Um, we're going to have beach bags coming out. Hey, I am so excited to tell you that April, we are launching a bathing suit line. Um, my daughters and I have found it increasingly difficult to find super cute but modest bathing suits. So you're just going to scream so loudly and you're going to die. I scream anyway, just because I hate bathing suits, whatever. (laughs) Oh, do you? Well, you're not going to hate these. They are the cutest tankinis. And we even have a mommy and me, um, bathing suit that's for the little um, child and also for the mom. So yes, we are trying to provide you with in as quick a period as possible, um, everything that we feel you need. At the same time, we're being very cautious about how we expand because we don't want to be a flash in the pan. We hope that we are providing um, a pro-life fashion line for you, meeting a fashion line that gives back to pro-life organizations and all of our messaging points to life. Um, you know, for the I next love it. For the next hundred years, if God, if the Lord does not return, you know? Yeah, I love it. Uh, we have about 30 seconds left. Re- before we go, I want uh, you to be able to direct people to find you. How can people become part of your life tribe and where can they find you online? We welcome you to go to col1972.com and subscribe to our newsletter. We send out content. We also send out flash sales. You do not want to miss our flash sales. We often have 50 to 75% off because we don't want anyone to be excluded. We try to keep our price points um, very realistic for all of you. We know that a lot of our tribe are stay-at-home moms. They're also moms that have, you know, four, five, ten kids. So um, we want to keep our price points um, very uh, inclusive. Everyone can enjoy what we have. So we encourage you to subscribe and um, 
Follow us on all of our social media at COL1972 official on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. And just God bless you, Heidi. And thank you for having me on today. It's just been a joy. Carla Dedesi. Oh my goodness. You're one of my new favorite people. Uh, I love talking to uh, people who are off the bench and onto the battlefield. I hope you guys have been encouraged uh, by this. I know that I have been. I will link back to all things culture of life in the show notes today. You can find those at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. Also want to let you guys know at Mom Strong International, we have just launched a brand new study for the month of March. We're studying the gospel of Luke. And you guys, God is still at work. I believe, and I know Carla does too, that the wind is at the back of the pro-life movement right now. And God is saying to all of us, know my word, know me so that you can hear my voice. The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice and follow me. And certainly we know that God's voice is a voice for life. So thank you, Carla, so much for coming on the show today. It's been a joy to have you. My pleasure. For more information, please visit me at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. Thanks for tuning in today, everybody. As always, we love it when you leave reviews for the podcast over at iTunes. Uh, That helps people to find us and help us to spread a culture of life. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend, and I will see you back here on Monday. For more encouragement, visit me online at TheBusyMom.com.